everyone, and welcome back to Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley Herford, and today I'm joined by my fellow junior, Luzolo Matundu, who's currently studying abroad in Stellenbosch. So, Luzolo, would you like to give us your Notre Dame introduction and your study abroad info? Yes, of course. Hi, everyone. My name is Luzolo. I am a current junior studying political science with supplementary majors in ACMS and Africana Studies. I live in Farley Hall on campus, go finest, but am originally from Chicago, Illinois. And I think that's my basic narrative intro. And in terms of study abroad info, so I'm studying abroad at Salenbosch University in South Africa. Salenbosch is a suburb of Cape Town, so we're on basically the west, not really the west coast, but on in the west side of the country. Perfect. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about that program? How many ND students are there? What is your academic schedule like? Where do you live? Etc. Just like the basic info of what that program looks like? Yeah, of course. So I think Stellenbosch University has a really amazing international program. There are so many international students. In terms of exchange students, so students that are here for half of a year or a full year, there are around over like 700 students. Um, And then that's only people who are only here for a year or half a year. But then there's also international students that are here for all three years. Schooling here is three years as opposed to four. Mm -hmm. Um, So like Zimbabwe alone has like 700 (laughs) international students. And the university has over 30,000 students. So it's a very big university compared to Notre Dame. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of students here. Um, So yeah, they're great with internalization. Um, They have a variety of different, they have so many different fields and colleges here. They have agriculture, science, engineering, arts and letters, music. Like there's so many of them here. Um, In terms of um, how many students, ND students go here, there's seven of us. So we're one of the smaller ones to like London or like Rome for Notre Dame programs but it's really nice um because then we don't just stick with our own group but get to branch out and meet other international students um most of the international students that are exchanges like us here for like half a year are actually from Europe which is not something I was expecting at all so you meet a lot of Europeans if you study abroad here um for a semester um in terms of academic schedule it's very similar to Notre Dame um so a lot of us signed up, well, we're required to sign up for five classes. Um, not all international students do the same thing, though, because a lot of people sometimes are just here just to kind of explore the country, not so much just on academics. So sometimes it's just pass-fail for them. Um, but obviously, we're still graded on it. In terms of like what the actual calendar looks like, at Notre Dame, it's very consistent in like every week and ev- during the same days of the week, you meet at the same time. So like Monday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Friday at 12 for example. Here, it's like, you can have a class three times a week, but it's at a different time each time you have it and in a different place. (laughs) So even though weekly it's consistent, during the week, it's not consistent like at all. Um, So yeah, so that was interesting. And we were kind of like confused by that at first, but you get used to it. Um, So yeah, in terms of where I live, so I live um, in uh, it's a very big residence I wouldn't call it a dorm but think about it like a mini neighborhood on campus so there's different buildings within here that probably house I would say the different buildings might house like oh my gosh eight 
day fours. Most of them house like 24, but the res the residents that I live in within this like mini neighborhood mm -hmm. um probably houses like 150 or something. So I live oh, in wow. the bigger one residence. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of international students specifically live in this um little neighborhood. I don't know how else to describe it, like in this little neighborhood. <laughs> um so yeah, so in terms of like internationalization, I think because I live around so many internationals and so many internationals live in this residence, sometimes it's very difficult to meet others, like to meet South Africans because there's, you're living mm -hmm. with internationals. So it made me appreciate Notre Dame's um, uh, residence, like life in terms of like how it's random and you get everyone like just lives on campus with each other. So mm -hmm. um, that's something that's interesting. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything I have for now. Yeah. Perfect. And this is just a random question, but um, have you, do you have any language skills that have helped you in South Africa or most of the people you're interacting with, you just use English for everyone? Cause it sounds like there's a lot of different languages floating around or have you gotten to like use some of your skills in other languages at all? That's a very good question. So South Africa has 11 official languages, um, which is a lot. Um, but the second biggest one, or I guess the biggest one, whichever, is English. So I actually don't mm -hmm. have to speak another language when I'm here. But something that is very interesting, though, is because I live around so many internationals and because there are so many international students here and that there are 11 languages, you always hear a different language mm -hmm. um, when you're just walking around or even in a group of people because people know different languages outside of English. So it's mm -hmm. very cool even though I obviously don't understand it because I, my, my first language is English and I took French in high school and I know, um, and I also took French in college. And then I know like um, the language of where my family comes from um, in the Congo. So like, I know other languages, but obviously I don't always, I'm not always able to understand it, but it's very mm -hmm. cool to see that people are bilingual or multilingual and that it's not just English. And the same thing too, when it comes to like signs, all signs are in English and Afrikaans is the other um, yes, predominant language yes. where I'm residing. Um, it depends where in South Africa you are, but in the specific place I am, English and Afrikaans are the two um, biggest ones. So yeah, so it's very cool actually to be in somewhere that's multilingual and not just in English. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I know here it's mostly people speak Italian and then the secondary language would be English. And I wouldn't say there's a ton of variety, but it's fun. Um, my brother is fluent in Spanish and he was in Spain for a while and came and visited me. He just didn't know any Italian, but he just spoke Spanish to people and kind of got the message across. So it's funny, like how different languages are related so closely. It's interesting to see how they interact. Um, how, I guess it gets the job done, even if there's a couple words where you do not know what the other person is saying. His little Spanish to Italian translation seemed to work. All right. So Afrikaans is... Um... It comes from Dutch. It's kind of like a slang Dutch. So there's a lot of people from the Netherlands here that speak Dutch and they can like understand the Afrikaans and like still try to speak with someone um, in Dutch and they can still understand. So that just made me think of that. So yeah, yeah, it is very cool. It is interesting to see how different languages are connected and then also how they're not. That was something I saw. I was just visiting some friends in Athens last weekend and they obviously Greek does not use the Latin alphabet. And that's, you realize when you're looking at it, I'm like, I have genuinely, I can't even pretend to know what this is saying. Like, I just am completely <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah. That's me when I read it in all these other languages. Like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So how did you choose this program? 
and the location of South Africa. As you mentioned, London and Rome, of course, and Dublin are like the big sellers. So what brought you to Stellenbosch? That's a very good question. So long story short, my thought process was, why would I go to Europe when I can go to Africa? (laughs) Um, I've always wanted to go to the continent of Africa because my parents are African. They're Congolese. They migrated to the States. So even though I'm not in the country where my family is from, I've just always wanted to be in the continent and to just be in a space that was predominantly Black, predominantly African, just to kind of get that different um, just to be within like a different community that wasn't Eurocentric. Um, but, but then also I, one of the majors I mentioned is Africana studies. So I also really wanted to study here, um, because I knew that I would get a variety of classes that would be centered in African thought or like centered or like viewed with an African lens, um, mm-hmm. which is very great. Like I've learned so much about South Africa being here so much about, um, even just Eurocentricism or, just about um, being black and that kind of thing, um, which has been very interesting. I really enjoy and love all of my classes, which has been really nice. Um, so yeah, in terms of expectations when I arrived, so because I I think everyone has like the notion that like Africa is really just only with black people. And where I live, that definitely does not like agree with that because where I live in South South Africa, a lot of people know it has a, a very has a legacy of apartheid and apartheid that was here. So there's still a lot of so I mentioned like Afrikaans. Afrikaans is the language that um the Dutch descendants speak primarily. Um so in where I go to school, I live in like an area that's predominantly, I wouldn't say predominantly white, but the university is still predominantly white. I still live in an area that's um predominantly white as I'm attending this institution. So that is something that I was not expecting before coming here. But even even though it is predominantly white, there are still more students who look like me while I'm here. I get still see more people that look like me here, which is nice. Um, I'm still learning about what I wanted to learn about in terms of African thought and African history, that kind of thing. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is it's cool to be able to something you obviously have personal connections to as well as have been studying for the past few years, able to mm-hmm. witness that and like in the real form. What has your experience at Stylenbosch been like? What, I guess, first going off of that, what's been the biggest challenge or the biggest culture shock or adjustment you've had to go through? Yeah. So the biggest challenge or culture shock um so I already mentioned expecting expecting to see more people that look like me, but still being at a um, predominantly white institution. But mm-hmm. outside of that, I would also say um, the like immense inequality that's here. We have inequality in the States as well, but because of apartheid, like I think South Africa is the most unequal society in the world, like the most unequal country. And that's not something I really, I knew apartheid like was a thing that happened and existed, but I never really thought like what the effects of it would have been like until I was actually here. Um, So those were big culture shocks as well, just to kind of like seeing the state of the country. And in terms of experience at Salvash, so obviously I have my classes that I have to study for because I'm still getting graded on them. (laughs) I, but then every weekend and every week, um, my friends and I and a bunch of internationals and sometimes even locals kind of just go around South Africa. We go to Cape Town. We went on a road trip called the Garden Route where we drove around like the coast of South Africa, not the whole country, but like part of the coast, which was nice. Mm-hmm. 
So like hiking, climbing mountains. I went bungee jumping, plan on going skydiving and paragliding. Wow. Um, going up to wineries because we're like in the wine area in South Africa. Um, going out to eat because a lot of things here are like significantly cheaper than the states um, so that's also and probably significantly cheaper than in Europe too so it's really nice to get to try all these different things at a discounted rate <laughs> so yeah that's so what we love to fun. hear that's what we love exactly. yeah so it's very fun getting that nice balance of meeting new people um, focusing and learning in my classes but then also getting to explore the country so, yeah. or at least the part of the country I'm in. It's, well, it's not as big as the States. It is pretty big. So it'd be very difficult to like go to the other side of the country. Oh, so, yeah. 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 How are like the train systems in South Africa? Have you been able to bounce around or is, I don't know. I'm using trains because that's how it works in Italy is you can take a train anywhere, but buses, public transport or transport mm-hmm. of any kind. What do people that's, use mostly? That is a good question. So like public transport is basically like non-existent here. <laughs> Everyone uses Ubers. <laughs> and for the road trip I mentioned that I did with my friends, we basically rented cars. So a few other internationals like would drive and then the rest of us would kind of like sit and we would just like go. So mm-hmm. it's primarily people or sometimes you can walk to like around campus. It's pretty walkable. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like getting anywhere that's a little further, Uber is always what people use. Yes. It is funny mm-hmm. how my standard of what I consider walkable has changed since being abroad. If it's like yes. under 50 minutes, I'm like, ah, oh, easy. That's a short little <laughs> toot across the town versus exactly. when my, my parents visited and they're like, ah, it's a 30 minute walk. I'm like, ah, it's so fast. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is very That's funny. So true. On campus, I think our max is like 20, but yeah, it oh, definitely yeah. gets no exactly so i'm in p-dub so when i have to go to like jenkins nanovic i'm like this is a crime i shouldn't have to walk this far and it's what 17 minutes if i'm walking slow it's not far at all yeah 100 percent um and then yeah i i know you kind of touched on this with the discounted rate and getting to explore everything but is that what you would consider your favorite aspect of being abroad so far or would you say it's something else Yes, my favorite aspect is definitely exploring. And my favorite experience specifically would definitely be the road trip I was mentioning. It's called the Garden Route. I highly recommend if you are listening to just look up pictures. It's very nice. Um, We went canyoning, which is kind of like mini cliff jumping, Um, bungee jumping, um, kayaking. And there was actually a great white shark when we were kayaking. So that was kind of scary. But we also barbecued when we were on the trip. Um, it was a lot of driving though like the total distance was like seven hours we didn't like drive straight the whole time but we like had little stops in between Mm -hmm. Um, that's everything I can remember that we did off the top of my head now oh zip lining as well so yeah that road trip was just a lot of fun there were seven of us sounds awesome um, stayed in airbnbs it was nice yeah that sounds great seriously that sounds like an awesome exploration and once again kind of different than study abroad just is a very complicated thing because people's perceptions of it are often so different than what the Mm -hmm. true experience is but I feel when people consider study abroad often they do just think of the European programs and bouncing around Mm -hmm. and like sightseeing Mm -hmm. but the stuff you're doing with like just adventuring throughout the country is very cool something I have not been able to do anywhere like I've not been um I don't know been on big road trips across the coast anywhere midwest vibes um and just like (laughs) stuff like that is it's just awesome and it's cool that you're getting to experience that on the other side of the world it's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah I really love it I think 
for me, I think in Europe, everyone travels to like, or not everyone, but most people kind of country hop and go to different countries in Europe. Mm -hmm. But just because of how like flights are really expensive here to leave the country. So just Mm -hmm. so it's not really feasible for me to travel to nearby countries. I would like to try to go to Namibia later in the year. We'll see if that happens. But it's nice that even if I can't do that, I'm still exploring the country that I'm in and I still get to see more specifically which is perfectly okay at first I was kind of sad when I realized oh like it'd be so hard to go to a different countries in Africa but then again I'm like I'm still in South Africa and I could still get to explore a lot within the country I'm already in so absolutely yeah I decided before coming here to spend most of my time in Italy so I have left the country a couple of times um so by no means I've been like only in Italy but I've spent probably I don't know like definitely a strong majority of my weekends here and it's cool I feel like also, we think the U.S. obviously has a lot of different cultures throughout, you know, every region of the country and then even just little pockets within cities. I feel like when we consider other countries, it's easy to fall into the like super simple understanding of like, oh, this is X places culture, but just the same here. I mean, the culture can vary so much throughout different regions and just experience in different places in general. It's always a gift, even if you're not popping around every every new country so I'm with you there totally with you and in general I guess now you are not at the end of your abroad you said you go home in like two months time but as you're about a little bit over halfway what would you say you've learned about yourself so far and your own culture your own cultural experiences since studying abroad in Stellenbosch South Africa I learned that I can have a much more, I can have a better fun work life balance. I think on campus, because we have so many different commitments and are so focused on school, sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't really take the time to relax or just get to explore South Bend or go to Chicago just because we feel like we're so tied to campus. Mm -hmm. But being abroad, it's like, I still have an intense course load. I still have a lot of readings. I still have essays. I still have tests, but but I still travel and get to see the country. So it's, I've been able to have a better balance. I don't have as many commitments because obviously I'm abroad, but Mm -hmm. it just showed me that like, it's possible for me to still travel and still get off and get out of campus when I'm at, when I'm at Notre Dame, which has been Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a weird adjustment going back to school. And if it's like a non-football weekend, just having like, normally I like literally just stay on campus. I do homework. I go from my room to the library. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like now this has changed me. I'm gonna be rewired and gonna I'm gonna need more. Can't just do exactly. that that basic life anymore. <laughs> exactly. I agree. My friends and I, I have another friend who's abroad and we're already like, yeah, we need to start like exploring South Bend more. We could take more Chicago trips. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like we can get out and keep exploring. Cause it's actually it's so much fun. I highly recommend it. It's so much fun. Exactly. And the Notre Dame bubble is real, both in good ways and in bad ways. I feel like we live in our own mm-hmm. little place and don't get to immerse ourselves in, you know, the area surrounding campus very much. So it's definitely something to go into our final year that I, I personally would really like to do more of. Yeah, 100%. I agree. <laughs> and then you also touched on this when you were speaking about why you chose this program, but how is this semester um combined with your many different academic interests, especially your, you know, interest specifically in Africana studies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, the classes I'm taking here all 
go under either Africana or political science. I'm also ACMS, but I just decided to not take any ACMS classes here because <laughs> I didn't want to have to think and go through all those hurdles. So I was like, you know, what? we're just not going to do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we're doing political science. I have, I'm doing comparative politics um, mm. and political and cultural change in contemporary South Africa. So that applies to political science. And then I'm also taking um, African philosophy to also mm. count for my philosophy requirement and South, South African history to also count for my history requirement. Um, so those are going to go af- under Africana studies. And then I'm also taking this course called Global Service Learning. And this is also one, one of the reasons why I chose um, South Africa that I didn't mention before. But this class, mm-hmm. um, you kind of just learn about global service. But then you we also volunteer um, basically every Friday at a primary school that's in a nearby township. Um, so that's so I really something that I wanted to do while being in South Africa. While I love exploring, I kind of feel weird being a tourist and doing all those exploring without actually doing something to give back to like the community that I'm visiting. So it was, right. it's very nice to get to vol- volunteer and get to see those kids. They're like five to six year olds. They're really bright. They're really fun. Um, they love having fun. Um, and I love being around them. However, it has volunteering at the school has definitely confirmed that I do not ever want to be a teacher, but it's still <laughs> nice to get to give back to the community and have fun with the kids. And I also come up with lesson plans every time I visit, which has been interesting. So it's kind of like teaching a lesson to like five, six year olds, um, which has been a cool experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like working with kids is one of those things where you can like love them and also be like, you guys are the most exhausting people I've literally ever encountered in my life that's really cool I love that you're able to I don't know get involved especially with kids because they always have such such an interesting outlook on things (laughs) exactly I agree and something else too that I should probably mention is that most of the kids don't speak English they speak a language called Mm. so it's also kind of weird in terms we were talking about language before so every time I speak to them the teacher has to translate for me um and sometimes when I do and they do learn a little bit of English as well like the colors days of the months counting that kind of stuff so it's kind of cool to see how to some extent they're teaching them like the basics of being bilingual but then Mm -hmm. also it's kind of awkward for me as someone who can't speak their native language because I always need to like get the teacher or always need the teacher to translate um that kind of thing yeah which is kind of it's so cool though and I still um, have fun with it even if they do we do speak different languages yeah it's fun especially I feel like there are certain things that are just universal and interactions with mm-hmm. children I feel like tend to be they're all obviously they're all very unique but they're all kind of the same too they like they they act a lot of the same ways in different stages exactly. and especially when they're that young they're all exactly so they're so little <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um so you know, also you've touched on this so just kind of diving deeper into it um can you tell us more about the international students at Stellenbosch and internationalization what it looks like at the institution you're studying at right now yes so to add to what i've already mentioned i think that there's a lot of international students that come from other african countries that are here mm-hmm. but as opposed to being exchange students like me who are only here for like half a year or a full year, they're here for all three of their years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that is also like interesting and nice to see. And in terms of the university's investment 
in in internationalization. I remember there was a week where even Notre Dame, um, Hong came, like a bunch of universities came to South Africa and to the campus to kind of hear, like grow their partnerships with Stellenbosch University and sharing their programs with the current students here who wanted to maybe study abroad elsewhere in the country. I mean, elsewhere in the world. So there was people from Europe, people from the US, people from South America, like, so that was very cool to see that they really have a big investment on inviting people from other countries to come to this university or also providing opportunities for students here to get to explore um, other countries as well, um, which is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, that's definitely interesting because I don't know. I f- it feels so different than Notre Dame. Obviously we have an international population, but having so many And like you said, it's 30,000 people to begin with. So it's going to be like more non-international students, more international students just by sheer numbers. But that sounds really awesome that you're able to interact in your dorm or housing, residence, whatever officially (laughs) the word is, Um, especially that you're able to interact with so many different international students. Seems seems very cool from all over. And um, yeah, that's just... It's different here. It's a lot of Americans and then Italians and then a toss of other places. But I would say most people are Italians and Americans. So it's like mm-hmm. obviously used to Americans. You get used to Italians pretty quickly. And then it's that's kind of almost where it <laughs> stops. There's not a ton more of international students from other places. So it's cool that you're meeting people and lots of them from all over. It's very cool. 100%. And there are almost like no Americans here, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> that's of, what you said. There are barely any Amer- like, I would say the whole school maybe has like 40. And I wow. said there were 30 people. <laughs> so like, yeah. So whenever people hear our accents, for example, like accents are also a big thing. Like whenever you just talk, people are just like, oh, you're American. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> kind of, it also like makes me sometimes not want to speak because I know we're going to get to the whole conversation. Oh, why are you here? Like all that other stuff. <laughs> But it also is kind of funny and it's a great way to meet people and also like to spark conversation because a lot of mm-hmm. conversations like, have been around differences within like our cultures or yeah. the differences that are happening in our countries, that kind of thing. So it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Have you, um, I mean, have you now gotten skilled at recognizing accents? People oh, always absolutely. know I'm American. I think it's before I start <laughs> speaking honestly, but also when I start speaking, it's like also obvious. Yeah, that's a good question. I cannot differentiate accents at all. Like even South African from any European, I cannot. It just sounds like an accent. That's it. Maybe Australian and British, but that's about it. <laughs> Those and are like the textbook to- ones, you know? Exactly. That has nothing to do with me being here. That's something I already knew before coming here, but I have not <laughs> Yeah, I also suck at like impersonating accents too. Like, so, you know. But I've gotten used to hearing them so often. And because my parents are also migrants, like I'm used to hearing accents as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it wasn't that different for me. But something else too that my friend and I were talking about was that because we're around so many internationals and Europeans, our language and how we speak has come, has kind of changed, which is interesting. Like the words we use, how we enunciate, sometimes it changes. And my friend and I were just like, what is happening? Why am I talking like this? (laughs) Which is kind of funny. That's pretty fun. And how do you plan on bringing Stellenbosch back to Notre Dame and just like bringing this experience home with you? 100%. I will definitely keep 
all the memories that I have here. One of the modes is like, I've been taking a lot of pictures. So I plan on looking back at that a lot when I'm back home. But then also encouraging other Notre Dame students to study abroad in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not perfect study abroad, being here and studying abroad here, but I would say it's the same thing for any location. And I think it, you get a lot out of coming I know a lot of people just want to go to Europe because you get to travel to other places, but it's really mm-hmm. nice just to be here and explore this one country and to be able to taste all the good food and explore all these nice places and go to all these markets. There's so many markets here or all the festivals. There's also a lot of festivals here, that oh, kind of cool. thing. So it's very nice. So definitely encouraging other people, but then also everything I've learned in my classes, because I feel like I've just learned so much in my classes that have helped me kind of like reconstruct my brain in like the most positive Mm -hmm. way possible if that makes sense um so just like being more inclusive being like more acknowledged like not more acknowledged but more aware of like how things are set up or like how um different things have started and that kind of thing so just being more aware um and more acknowledging of just of how the world works I guess yeah oh yeah that's what abroad's for. And that is amazing that you've taken that from your experience, especially I'm sure that is magnified because of the lack of other American and Notre Dame students. It's like yes. far more immersive. Exactly. And as our last question, do you have any advice for other students hoping to study abroad? Um, and just in general, when students are applying to different study abroad programs, what do you think they should consider, especially coming from your perspective in a program that's not as popular at Notre Dame? Yes. The first thing I would um, recommend is looking at what courses are offered. So Mm. I obviously I study three different things. So that means my schedule is a little more tightly bound than other people because I really have to get my requirements in. Um, So I would look at the classes like I, I already mentioned before, why would I go to Europe when I can go to Africa but it was also when I looked at the courses that were offered in European countries in those programs I would like I was like yeah I don't want to take these classes Mm -hmm. so that's a great way to narrow down your scope because there are a bunch of great places that you could go so look at what courses you're interested in taking but then also what courses would apply to your major um, minor university requirements that kind of thing so that's one way and then just advice also look at language a lot of programs Mm -hmm. require you to know a specific language which also helps cut it down for you because there are a lot of programs they do it for Um, you (laughs) exactly they do it for you so definitely look at that as well I would also advise students to look into what the visa process looks like Mm -hmm. I think going to south like coming to south africa there were so many things I had to do just to get a visa like for example like I had to fly to dc just for my visa appointment to give them all my documents and I'm from chicago so yeah, look at what the process looks like in terms of visas. Because some places I think Notre Dame does it for you, but then other places like you have to do it on your own. Like this one, right. I have to do it on my own. Notre Dame definitely helped along the way. Like we've met multiple times throughout the semester in order to like get us prepared for actually like going to DC and giving all our documents and that kind of thing. Um, so I would also advise looking at that. Um, yeah, I think. And then also be open to new experiences and trying new things but then also just remember that I feel like a lot of people fantasize study abroad and I know study abroad is a great experience but there are definitely like you're definitely first of all you have culture shock right 
Um, so you're definitely going to experience some element of culture shock, but it's also like, I want people to know that your problems don't just evaporate when you go abroad. Like you're still Mm going to be just as insecure or just, or have just as much imposter syndrome. Like all of your problems just don't go away. (laughs) I felt like being here when I started like, um, feeling not imposter syndrome, but just like feeling like insecure about like meeting new people. Cause obviously you're meeting a bunch of people you've never known before. Cause you're international, mm-hmm. like you're international, that kind of thing. Like those problems are like your insecurities about yourself. Like they don't just go away. Like you still have them when you're abroad. So don't come here or go abroad thinking that, Oh, this is going to be perfect. And I'm going to love every little aspect of it. Cause that's not true. Um, so yeah, just be more realistic in that sense. And then I think that's everything I have for right now in terms of advice. Yeah, I think I 100% agree with you, especially on the last one. It's hard because like you want to romanticize everything about study abroad. You're like, I'm in a new place. Mm -hmm. The weather is better than South Bend. The food's better than (laughs) South Bend. There's more things to do. Like it is obviously very exciting and it's such a privilege to be in a university where we have like so many places we can go. But it Mm -hmm. also is like, it's a lot. I'm exhausted. I'm like, stoked to go home i am like tired of school which is usual i guess that's pretty normal but yeah like you said your problems don't go away like you still have school i thought like i didn't know a lot of the people in my program and just like you don't know i guess like anyone at your school either like i um yeah i thought oh i can like create like a new persona which is i feel like something a trap i fall into anytime i start new is i can like recreate who I am to be like this version of myself that I wish I was but like obviously you are just the person you are so that ideal version of yourself is also not going to be able to like be like you're not going to be able to maintain that and I thought I would just be like so fun and go out all the time and then I realized I don't really like going out that much I don't know why I thought that was going to change it's just (laughs) a lot of it is like you think like everything's going to be so different and it is but also it's not at the same time and it's like it's I just have so many complicated feelings they're very difficult to work through I definitely could not speak about them because I don't even know how to articulate them at all but (laughs) there's it's definitely far more there's a lot more going on emotionally than I thought there would be for sure exactly 100% I definitely agree you iterated it perfectly too like I agree with everything you said Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of us who feel this way, but didn't think we would. You hear, oh, it's hard. And you're like, ah, but it'll be awesome. And then you go and you're like, no, this is kind of super difficult. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's awesome. But it's so good. But also, like, I'm crying. Why am I crying? It's like, ah. No. Yeah. Like something with here, too. It's like, well, I mentioned I love my classes and I do. But something I didn't know about was that the grading system, the grading scale here, first of all, is different, but also the grading like system is different in terms of like the grade like harsher here. So like that's something that I have to deal with academically, even though like study abroad is supposed to be like the blow off semester, which it's not, your classes still matter and they still count for grades. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so there's different things like that. It's also, it can just be like, it's a different style. So for me, like I didn't have any readings, But in the past few weeks, I've had like 
a 16-page essay, a 10-page essay. I have two 10-page essays left. I had two presentations, an Italian presentation. It was easy, though, because I don't really know any Italian. So, you know, I had to be <laughs> And then I have four exams. And to be fully honest, I think, like, all of that happening in the past two weeks is more than, a, like, Notre Dame semester even. So it's definitely, yeah. like, you kind of can mess around more during the semester in some programs. But then the end of the semester is a little bit brutal. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. But yeah, your sounds like actually intense all throughout, which is <laughs> tough. <laughs> yeah, it's okay though, because like I mentioned, like when you're exploring too, like you get to you like you're doing your classes and like you're stressed some of the time, but you also like get to blow off some steam by just going out and grabbing dinner or just going to the beach. There's a lot of beaches here. I didn't mention, but the uh, weather's also really. It's getting cold though. We're getting into winter. Oh it's my like gosh, because autumn- it's the different hemispheres. Whoa. Yes, exactly. So. It's not as cold as South Bend, of course. Like, it doesn't snow here, but it rains a lot. Um, the sun is not always out anymore, that kind of thing. But yeah. Sad. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today, and thank you just for talking about a program that doesn't get as much love as it sounds like it should. Yes, it definitely should be getting more love. I love being here, and I don't think I – not that I wouldn't have been happy in Europe, but I think – I would be more happy here and I am more happy here than I would have been in Europe. So (laughs) good. That is good to hear. Thank you for listening to this episode of beyond study abroad, the official Notre Dame study abroad podcast. This is actually our last episode of season three. So we'll catch you guys in the fall for the next new episode, which will be the start of season four. Thank you for joining me in my journey in Rome And if you're curious about what's going on with Notre Dame Study Abroad throughout the summer, check on our Instagram at ND International.